There we go. <laughs> There's no counting. Um, Hi, welcome to uh, episode seven of the Ben Around the World podcast. This week I'm chatting with Tim and Adam from Total Bike Forever, waving in the corner, um, who are cycling and doing some crazy music stuff as well. Hey guys, how you doing? Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Thanks for, for joining, taking your lunchtime off to speak to me. So start with, how do you guys know each other? How did you meet? Uh, we met through a, a mutual friend. Um, we actually met at a music festival in Paris, which is quite fitting for what we're doing now. Uh, about 10 years ago. Eight. Eight, eight, eight years ago. If you feel like you've known me longer, that's good. I feel like I've known you all my life. That's great. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, since then we've kind of been friends and been in bands and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and here we are now. Musical partners in crime. Yeah. <laughs> and so how did you get into the cycling side of things? Uh, I mean, when you live in you live in London, I guess you cycle all around the, all around the, the, the city. That's the way you, you get around. And then we just kind of started to venture out a little bit further. Did a couple of little, you know, little cycle trips, you know, like overnighters and stuff. And then, um, yeah, we kind of, kind of dreamt this up in a uh, in a in a greasy spoon actually in london which was which was nice and uh just suddenly you know we wanted to go to japan but we didn't want to fly there so you know the most logical thing after that is to cycle i think of course it's what, any, it's what anyone would do <laughs> who uh who wants to go to japan but um we didn't want to not do music you see so that was we had to we had to get into so we were like let's just write an album as well and uh fortunately we're doing both of those things still so yeah. you know it's, it's going well <laughs> nice so you've been have you been producing music together before this yeah we had um we had a band uh that we, we were kind of playing in just before we left called bermuda mm -hmm. and uh and before that we had we played in another band as well um and then we were kind of just like making music all the time really be it as part of a project or not um and it was just one of those things where you know we we just got to a point where everything else gets a bit serious and a bit heavy and, and you you realize that if you don't give it a good try now to sort of stop stop you know your your uh the, the rat race life and give it a, give a try of the thing that you love to do then you probably never would do it so that was kind of uh that was what we wanted to do really nice so what were you guys doing before for work um, I worked at a creative studio um, where we built kind of websites for, for movies. Nice. Um, and as in, I was a television producer. Nice. So yeah, you give it up the game to, to get into music. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Feels like it. <laughs> so obviously it's, uh, it's quite hard to, you know, to produce music at the best of times, but considering that you have to carry everything with you on the bike, it's another level really. So what do you have in terms of instruments and music making kit with you? Uh, we have, um, we've got the laptop obviously, which is uh, quite a powerful tool, but we don't use, um, we don't use the stuff in the laptop much. Like I think um, quite a few people that have seen this perform have been quite surprised at how little we actually use the software in the laptop to make sounds. Hmm. Um, we have a, a Teenage Engineering OP1. Um, mm. We have a, a Roland, what's, what's it called? SH-108. That's it. So it's like a boutique kind of version of the 
101 they brought out in the 80s. Um, we have a, um, a Make Noise O-Coast, which is like a sort of semi-modular um, sort of synth, patchable. And then um, and we have a Zoom mic, and we just record stuff with that, and then we use Ableton to chop it all up and Logic to edit it. And then we as well as using other people. Yeah, we use other people as well. We, we, use, we use other people for their, <laughs> for their bullshit tones or their instruments or any weird little noises that they like to make. Nice. So what kind of collaborations have you done so far? Um, it's, it's kind of been all sorts, really. Uh, weirdly, it started off as mainly drummers that we met. We met two drummers, one in uh, France and one in uh, Turkey that we... Um, we played with and, and worked with, and that was really fun. Um, we met a really cool uh, flautist in uh, in Italy, um, and he was kind of it was really great because yeah, classical man. And he record we recorded him playing, and uh, and then he was like, look, I can do all these other noises with the flute as well. So he ended up recording him, you know, kind of closing and opening the valves on the flute to call them valves. Hmm. Um, and yeah, and then. All sorts, really, kind of like traditional musicians from different countries as well, singers, um, and there's also kind of the people that we meet and the you know just the instruments that we hear people playing. So as opposed to actually collaborating in a more formal way, just recording, you know, that's a bit more sneaky. It's the sort of sneak tactic, yeah. yeah. And in fact, we did a we did a radio I got, show. I haven't got any consent on that. No, no, neither. Or, yeah, I mean, they better not listen to it. <laughs> there was a guy that we recorded in Uzbekistan, and. Uh, I was listening back to the sample of the day um, and you can hear like someone emptying a bin in the background and stuff. So it kind of adds a lot of, um, I don't know, it's, it's none of it's very clean, which is kind of like a good thing and a bad thing about it because mm. it's there's no, we haven't recorded anything in a studio. So nothing is like perfect sound quality, but sometimes it works really well and it adds a real level of like grit and kind of warmth to all of the sounds and the collaborations that we've done. Uh, but sometimes it's really annoying, <laughs> um, and uh, sometimes you just wish that you could just kind of put someone in a in a you know a soundproof box. But it's just not not. Don't have them in the desert. We don't have them in the desert. We don't have them on our bikes. So yeah, <laughs> I like to sitting in it. We were um, somebody was driving us around uh, a town in Thailand uh, recently, and. Um, uh, somebody we, we met on warm showers. I'm sure that you you know you mm. use warm showers. Um, and uh, and she was driving us around, and I was sitting in the car, and it was so quiet in the car. And I was thinking it'd be such a good way to record stuff if you in a car, because obviously you know they're everywhere and they're so sort of padded and soft inside. So you know maybe that'll be the next thing: just locking people in cars and forcing them to record stuff we can record. Your portable recording booth. Yeah. And you're performing along the way as well, right? How? Where's been? What's been the most interesting gig that you've done? Um, well, the, the performing was a real kind of like, uh, we didn't expect to do it at all. It wasn't part of the plan or it wasn't like, um, it wasn't something that we were uh, anticipating doing. So we didn't really have a, a rig to play like, so we had to kind of cobble it together as we were going. Um, and the first gig that we played was quite weird, wasn't it? It was in, in Macedonia and uh, it was with a guy, it was weird. a guy, another guy we met on warm showers. And it was just like very ambient like very kind of like whale music lift music kind of thing um and it was a bit it was a bit odd but it was i mean that was that itself was kind of like a bit in at the deep end wasn't it well it was all improvised so yeah um and then since then we've kind of uh 
yeah, we've played, we've played a different, you know, played in different cities. We've DJed, we've, um, you know, performed with people. Um, but I'd say that was probably the weirdest one, wasn't it? The first one. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Yeah, it was pretty. Weird. And the guy had his. He brought his entire. He had a basically. He built this sort of software synthesizer on Ableton, but it was on a. It was on like a tower PC. So he had to bring a tower PC to the venue, and like he was playing it, and then at the end, it didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, it stopped working. He went to the toilet, it stopped working, and he came back, and he got a bit cross with us because he was like, "You tampered with it." And we were like, "No, we haven't." Um, so you know what it is. Yeah, we, we know what you're doing. <laughs> um, so that was quite that was quite weird. Um, but after that, they kind of leveled out of it, didn't they? they yeah, we've we've got into our stride with it now, so we can play anywhere at any time. Uh, you kind of at first you're like, "What are we going to play?" Because you just yeah. you haven't written any songs. Well, you have, but now we can just play very. We can have a very small idea on what a song is, and then just play it. For like ages and just like just mess around with it because you just get better at playing so now we can play anywhere we just we just to be honest we don't even we say we need a speaker but we actually have a speaker so actually we can we could just play in the middle of you know anywhere anyone asks or whatever you could just start playing so that's, that's, awesome. the, yeah. that's, that's the great thing about being 100 percent you know portable yeah it's something that you don't really associate with electronic music you Imagine it's someone with a, a violin or a guitar sitting in the corner busking, not not with a, you know, uh, an engineering see that. Sound. Yeah. see that, and you record the sound, and then you put it into your laptop and make it sound better. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's, it's interesting, actually, when you get, when you sort of dig into it, there's, there's, I wouldn't say it's a big community at all, but there's definitely a community of people out there doing, um, doing things outdoors. I wouldn't necessarily say that we've come across anybody else who's doing something similar to what we are, but there's definitely kind of musicians who they'll take their rigs outside. They'll kind of like, they kind of like um, create these like battery packs and ways of, you know, powering their electronic instruments and taking them to different places. There's a guy actually we saw on Instagram who had this like huge keyboard rack um, that he was powering with a battery, um, a battery that he bought, like a huge battery that he bought, bought off Amazon. Um, but it's obviously, it's pretty prohibitive to us because we've got to cycle everywhere with everything. So, um, you know, it's, it's like small and light is still kind of like what we have to do. Um, but it's, it's great because it is, as Adam says, you know, there's been so many times where we've been on like amazing beaches or like up mountains or in all sorts of different places and you can just kind of get the instruments out and, and uh, and you know jam or write music there and then and because the places you travel through are so it's in it, um so it's um inspiring but it's just a great way of doing it you know mm. absolutely absolutely as long as you've got the battery power i suppose that's the key yeah that's the trick <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so going back to the kind of the trip the cycle side more broadly what what has your been your route so far and where you're going you're going to tokyo did you say yeah um final destination final destination yeah it's tokyo um we've cy we cycled down through europe uh sort of down through france uh and in into italy and then we kind of just headed east um uh, through the balkan countries um into turkey we went we actually detoured back to bulgaria to play at a festival there yeah um, yeah. yeah i was just watching that video i think i was in bulgaria at the time but i didn't end really? up there yeah yeah it was called mountain meadows in the mountain or something yeah that's it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard good things, but I didn't make yeah. it myself, unfortunately. No, it was good. 
Um, and then we then we kind of headed east through Turkey, um, through up north through Georgia, and then down to Azerbaijan. Mm. And then we got the ferry across the Caspian Sea. Um, uh, I heard that's quite a mysterious ferry, right? It's, it's yeah, not a, it's not a ferry. No, it's not a ferry. It's a cargo one. ship. How long did you have to wait for it? I think how long were we there? Four days at the port, three days on the ship. People wait have to wait a lot longer. Some people think are lucky. It's it's quite a, it is a mystery. You're right. It's uh, you don't really, you're not in control of the situation. <laughs> there's no timetable. They don't give you much information. So you could it, suddenly they'd be like, yeah, come on, get on the ship, but. <laughs> people can be waiting for weeks which wow. to be honest, if you if you have to wait down there it's not it's not good because it's it's like a port in the on the you know on the coast obviously surrounded by like desert landscape it's just it's pretty grim to be honest but mm. uh fortunately for us there's there's a lot there's a lot of other people doing the same thing so there's like yeah, a good the real camaraderie down there people are just kind of like sitting about like hanging out just chatting and basically all wanting to know the same thing but after after a few days you kind of mellow out about it because you're just like well it's out of your control hmm. but at first like when is it just tell me when it's gonna happen is it tomorrow is it the next day and they just don't know they have they have a line that the, the guys well, they all use it's like not tomorrow but 50 percent the next day and you just <laughs> do that for four days straight and you're just like okay i'm not just gonna stop asking <laughs> Interesting. And so, you, did you meet some other other travellers there? I suppose that everyone yeah. collects waiting for it. Yeah, we we. Yeah, I mean, when cool. we got there, there wasn't anyone. Yeah, we were the only ones there, and we thought, oh, we just missed one. Or so yeah. I don't know. You just you if you go to a port, you expect to see people, you know, and like waiting for something. But there was literally no one there. Yeah. And like the, all of the like the off the ticket office, and like they're all all these little. Like there's a little shop, but they're all in shipping containers, and you wouldn't know they're there unless you pull open the door, and then you walk in. You're like, oh, but there's no one there. But for uh, but then slowly people started to arrive, didn't they? Mm. But uh, and there was um there was a lot of Mong people doing the Mongol rally, um, uh, yeah. and and they were kind of um, it, it was actually quite funny for us because because we were the first ones there. You sort of see this collection the collection growing. And uh, and it went from because we were kind of at the front of the queue, I guess. You know, we were always going to get on the next boat. Um, we thought that. Yeah, yeah, but that was like we we thought that. And then there was guys that were like um, their visas were running out, and then they they kind of had to jump the queue and, and get ahead. That. But then we got the the ferry that we eventually got was a it was a cargo boat. It wasn't a ferry, as Adam says. There's there's no ferries. It's, it's like it's all freight. Oh, crazy. Yeah, the one that we got was like um, is I'd never seen it before. It's like a, a, a boat purely for uh, trains. So it kind of docks at the, the the ferry port with the you know the railway tracks. The trains roll on. It goes across the sea, and then it you know they roll off the other side. Wow. And um, because of that, there was no room for cars. They couldn't have any cars on there, and they were really like a bit. They were kind of a bit iffy about um, bikes because they were saying if there's any like flammable uh, liquids on the on the trains and they wouldn't allow bikes so there was just like there was you know i mean minimum of about 30 mongol rally cars maybe you reckon maybe more maybe less i don't know and um and but they weren't allowed on they weren't yeah. none of them were allowed on so they're just kind of they're waiting there and it's kind of a race half a race kind of thing 
And uh, yeah, he just, I was quite glad to. They were getting a bit cross, I think. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like they're going to be waiting for a while if there's that many. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was great. We, you know, we met some great people, as Adam says, and we ended up cycling with a lot of them for, you know, a few months after that because everybody's kind of going in a similar direction. Um, cool. But yeah, it was good. Yeah. So where did you go from from the other side of the Caspian Sea? Um, we got to Kazakhstan and then we spent about a week cycling through the desert there. Um, and then we headed into Uzbekistan and sort of down sort of southeast to the, to the sort of capital. No, we didn't go to the capital city, we were in Uzbekistan. Um, and then we, then we started kind of climbing towards, uh, Dushanbe in Tajikistan. Uh, and then you kind of, then it's, you know, across the Pamir highway, um, into Kyrgyzstan. Uh, and then we flew from Bishkek, which is the capital of Kyrgyzstan, to Delhi, mm -hmm. um, because we couldn't get Pakistani visas. Um, yeah. A lot of people send their passports home, but it means waiting for two months for your, for you know, minimum really. So we were kind of just a bit like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah, we cycled through North India into Nepal, uh, and then out the other side, through East India, into Myanmar then down to Bangkok in Thailand and then north to here in Tila. Nice. And how long has that taken you so far? About That's 10 you. months, I think, so far. Okay. Yeah. We started in March, start of March. Okay. Nice. And out of those countries, what are your sort of high points, would you say? Um, we, we really enjoyed being in Turkey. Um, it was kind of the first, you know, it, it, felt, it felt far from home and it was like the first time it had happened, so that was quite exciting. And the people there are great and the food's great and just it was just like it felt it felt different in a great way you know it was really cool um and then and then the west of india was was awesome as well um because it's kind of you hear a lot of um i don't know i don't think cyclists enjoy being there um i don't know what your experience is but i think you get a lot of people they land there and it's just kind of like chaos which it is but mm. i think we quite liked it and the food's great and the people once you get to sort of work it out a bit you know it's it's all good and uh, we played, the, you know, the first week of being there, we played a really good gig and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think we really enjoyed it there as well. Nice. And on the flip side, have you had any bad experiences? Have you had any, any crashes or breakdowns? Or... Yeah, I've had two crashes. You better talk about this. Yeah. I'm going to go over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had two crashes. Um, one, I sort of slipped down a... We were, we were cycling in the rain in Turkey and, and my bike skidded down a, like a, a rocky road and like... I thought I just hurt my knee and I fell off and then I looked at my, I sort of cut my arm and we had to go to a hospital and I had to have it stitched up. And that was kind of like a bad but good experience because the, the doctor that, that um, looked after me and the, the people that were there were great. Like it was just like, they must, they must never have any, they said the only people that they ever, um, they ever treat tourists wise are people that have eaten too many sweets. That's it. So they've got like, they've had like too much sugar and they like need to be calmed down a bit. So that's it. So they were like, they were just so happy to see us. And we were kind of a proper injury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was just like four stitches. Wow. This is, this is like, you know, casualty or something. Um, and then, uh, so that was, that wasn't actually too bad. But then when we were in East India, uh, a dog ran into my front wheel. Wow. And yeah, it was really weird. Silent assassin. Yeah. It was like out of nowhere. Dogs, they bark and they want to try and bite you. And the worst that we'd seen before was and actually would be someone being bitten, you know. But this dog was just like, it was really weird. It like ran straight into my front wheel, um, snapped seven of the spokes. And I flew over the front of the handlebars, hit wow. my head, cut my head open. 
um, had to go to like this little village kind of emergency room and then had to go to A&E in, in uh, a town called Shillong in, in East India and like Silcher, sorry, yeah. And it was just like, it was so intense. It was just way, it was like, it was a bit of an overload. Um, being being in casualty in, in India is definitely not for the faint-hearted. And um, yeah, it's just really hard. It's just really difficult. And it was kind of like a bit of a delayed reaction because you're just sort of dealing with the trauma of it. And then about three weeks later, I was just a bit like, wow, that really happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a big shock, I imagine. Yeah, so that, that was kind of bad. But, you know, just you kind of give it a bit of time and you get over it, really. So um, just get away from it. <laughs> just get away from it as fast as you can. Um, so yeah, that, that that was it really. Um, kind of yeah, that, that, those are the, those are my, those are my two incidents. <laughs> yeah. Froze there. Turn into turn into ice man. Oh, just lost you there for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. Out of ten months, to two little incidents like that, you seem to be doing uh, doing all right. Yeah, I feel like um, yeah, it's just, yeah, you're doing all right. I'm you? doing all right. Yeah, yeah you're doing think, all right. I, I can take another one. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're about due. About due. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so from uh, from now, where from Lao, whereabouts <laughs> are you heading to get to Japan through China? Uh, we're going north. So one of the guys that we um, we crossed the Caspian Sea with, Ian, absolute hero of ours. Shout out to Ian. Shout out to our main man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Biket <laughs> World. Yeah. At Biket World. Um, <laughs> He uh, he get he basically cycled the route that we're we're doing now um, earlier in the or earlier in uh, 2018. Um, so we're kind of following in his his footsteps, his hallowed footsteps. Um, so we're going north um, up through the sort of Chinese provinces in Laos and then uh, into um, Vietnam and then towards Sapa and then down down towards Hanoi, uh, where we're flying to South Korea. Nice. And so we'll be cycling South Korea. Yeah, yeah, we'll be cycling South Korea. Um, I haven't really kind of worked out a plan of how we're going to do that yet or where we're going to go because it's quite a small place, but they love cyclists and it seems like, um, yeah. It's quite easy to get around. Yeah, I just don't think it'll be, it'll be, it won't be too taxing, you know, so I think it'd be nice to sort of see how we go. Yeah, it's a shame it's blocked off from uh, <laughs> from getting to, back to China. Yeah. Although, be anyone cycling yeah. through North Korea so far. It's funny, actually. We were talking to a guy. You can try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the door. Hello. Um, yeah, we were talking to a guy yesterday uh, or the day before when we were on the in the mountains here, and he'd cycled through China. He spent three months cycling through China, and I've, I've, I haven't heard anybody moan about cycling or like traveling as much as he did. It was actually quite refreshing to hear someone like not like it's the best experience of my life, you know. And he was just like, oh, God, I wish I'd never done it. I wish I'd never done it. So we, we, we say that. What did he say? He was kind of like. That, you really, I am not. He basically said it was a, quite a difficult experience. And he's kind of like, he's, he just wants to get to the beach and relax. That's kind of what he said. And he said it was, uh, out of everything he could imagine he'd ever done or will do, it would be the worst experience of his life. He didn't say that. It wasn't that. <laughs> wow. um, but yeah, it was, but we've heard it a few times. And I'm sort of quite glad that we didn't do it in the end. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Some countries are definitely much more cycling friendly than others. Yeah. Um, nice. And so when do you want to, then from there, are you going to fly to Japan? Is that the idea? No, I think we'll get the ferry. Uh, the ferry, yeah. From, from Basan to, to, to the, well, one of the islands in Japan. We haven't quite worked out where it goes to yet. Um, I think we'll do some cycling there. I've heard Japan is amazing for cycling as well. 
Yeah. So were you were you there? Were you in Japan cycling? Or were you um, I wasn't cycling. No, I was there with my sister for actually for a conference a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we yeah, we're planning to sort of spend about two months, sort of six weeks in Japan. So cycling. Nice. Yeah. And have you got any music stuff planned for for Tokyo? Um, we have actually got one gig in a city, uh, in a town sort of just north of Tokyo. And a guy who runs a coffee shop there, who's been following our trip for pretty much the entire journey, um, and he just months ago was like, as soon as you get here, you can play. Um, so yeah, that's probably the most prepared we've been for anything. Yeah, it's working so, for you now. Yeah, yeah, but we'll. Um, I'm sure we'll organise something. Yeah. Nice, and uh, more generally, what have you? You've, you saw on your website you've got some sponsors on there. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, my mum, yeah, my mum, she's our, she's, she's my big. Yeah, sponsor. our mums are our main sponsors. They're yeah. great. Um, yeah, we basically um, Stolen Goat provide our cycling gear, um, and they've, they've it's been really good. They they post our blog uh, on their blog pages, um, and then and then we kind of write for them, and then in return they they uh, they give us our. Our cycling gear and it's she's very 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 excellent yeah <laughs> yeah no it is awesome the best the best you the can best get. cycling gear i've ever had mm. so and that's in fact it, it's really, it was actually um we got to about uh when we got to bangkok i said in the video of um the bib shorts that i was wearing and it's six months solid and i, mm. I, I was wearing these bib shorts and they were they're actually transparent so i think out of uh, we we asked them and we said we we we're the only people that have actually test their tested their gear to destruction. So I'm yeah, sure that yeah, that's a very extreme test. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. And uh, if people want to follow what you're doing, whereabouts should they go? Um, well, if you if you search for Total Bike Forever anywhere, absolutely anywhere, you'll find you'll find us. So YouTube, Instagram, uh, online. Wherever you know, nice. You're branding Facebook. it done well. Yeah. Twitter, 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 yeah. Nice. Did you say SoundCloud? SoundCloud, SoundCloud yeah. Spotify, yeah. Mixcloud, I think. MySpace, yeah. Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't just fax us. That's we haven't got a fax no. number. No, yeah. too heavy to carry on the bike. Yeah, it's too heavy. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting, guys. I'm super interested in your in your collaboration between music and, and cycling, and I'm. Uh, I'm subscribed to you on YouTube, so I'll keep an eye out for your remaining couple of months on the road. Thank you. Thank, and, you. Um, Thank you, Ben. Nice one. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.